It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation. I uh, didn't do that earlier at the NovaCare facility because me and BLG were sitting down. We're thinking, like, we're going to give you a great, quick podcast on what OTAs look like. I just, BLG literally drops me off. I sit down. I start chatting with everybody. I'm just about ready to chop up some interviews. And the next thing we know, BLG, the thing finally happened. You get to sip your tea, but... Uh, Michael Kendricks is not traded. Michael Kendricks has been cut. Are you a little shocked by the cut itself and that, in fact, it's not a trade? Well, first of all, I will take this time to gloat and say that once again, you know, I am right. I mean, I've never been wrong about anything (laughs) in my life, especially Nick Foles. So uh, (laughs) I will take this victory lap. Uh, Am I surprised that he was cut? I mean, in a sense, I thought they might be able to get something for him, but I guess the the problem with that always was who was going to trade for Michael Kendricks because then you have to take on his salary. That's the exact reason why the Eagles are moving on from him because a $7.6 million cap hit for this year was just not going to happen. I was saying that all along. I was saying, Johnny, I was saying it to you in the car 
before we even knew he got cut. I was like, John, they're not going to. And I know you agree with me. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm saying we're, we were on different pages here. I was just, I was just like, dude, they're not going to keep him. He only played, like, again, about 40-something percent or fifty around 50% of the snaps last year, despite being clearly the second-best linebacker on the team. You look at the Super Bowl, I think there was, like, 13 players that played more than him. Corey Graham was, like, had, like, twice the amount of snaps that he had in the Super Bowl. Like, look, this guy, he, obviously, Michael Hendricks is talented, but he's just not this all-important player to the Eagles that people think he is. And, and part of the reason because of that here is because it's a different situation. That's what I was saying all along. I said it's a different situation. His cap hit is higher than ever. And the Eagles brought in Corey Nelson for a reason. They have Nate Gary, who they drafted last year, for a reason. Kamu Grujay Hill is still here. All of those guys are kind of like weak side linebackers, which is what Michael Hendricks plays. So it is really not shocking that he is gone. Well, here's uh, the main argument for a lot of people, and certainly when we're discussing this on Twitter, and uh, more breaking news as we're recording this right now, uh, obviously, BLG, you were there, and you saw it happen when it went down. Uh, Paul Warlow uh, uh, had uh, knocked knees during OTAs today, both Ian Rappaport and now Adam Schefter both saying that it is a torn ACL and he is done for the ah, year. So um, we kind of had... Terrible, we, yeah, it's It's awful, and this is why OTAs are so just... God, you just want to come away with no injuries, and unfortunately they deal with that bug. So uh, I am guessing that they made this long before they knew this injury, and people are going to ask, well, now now you have uh, one of the linebackers you signed in terms of depth being there. People are also saying that it's it's razor thin now. Corey Nelson had said all along that he was, you know, I, I, and he said it without saying it. I came here because I was promised a starting position. He said an opportunity to come and start, but we all interpreted it how that kind of goes down. So now that there is this, and you're, you're looking at Corey Nelson as your will starter, behind him is probably Nate Gary, and then the only other name that I might be able to come, come up with is uh, Reynolds, uh, Leroy Reynolds, who is you know with the Jaguars. He's 27 years old. Um, he's kind of played all over the place. So, again, I, I know people are going to look at this and freak out, and... The other thing that I think you had pointed out in at least our text thread, BLG, is no one else picked up Michael Kendrick's contract either. So there there wasn't any great value for what you were getting, and it came to this. And people are going to ask, well, why did they make this decision now rather than holding on to him? Because the difference is $4.4 million, which they're not going to take. I know that's being reported around right now on Twitter. They're going to wait until June 1st and declare it as such because that way they save $6 million, which frees them up to probably now, unfortunately, have to go either find another linebacker or a defensive tackle because they had been searching for that and they probably just could not you know, come up with something. And honestly, I would be surprised if they signed another linebacker uh, at least right now, maybe later on in the training camp process. But I think their main objective was to go find a defensive tackle. BFZ. I don't know if you feel the same way. That might change, but I still think that uh, they wait on the linebacker and that's probably more or less the move for this cut. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of bodies of linebacker. Like I said, you – and here's the thing. Everyone thinks about, like, three linebackers as – oh, it's a 4-3. But, like, the Eagles don't use a lot of three linebacker sets. Go back to 2016 when Jordan Hicks and Nigel Bradham were healthy all season long. Those dudes played about over 90% of the snaps. They took the bulk. And Michael Hendricks that year, when he was completely healthy, only played 27% of the snaps. So – 
you're not looking at, it's not like you need three of these guys. For the bulk of the time, you really only need two, especially when you have a safety like Malcolm Jenkins, who spent 40% of his snaps at linebacker last year. I mean, like they, there's, there's certainly options to fill that weak side spot if they need to go to a three linebacker set there. So you have Corey Nelson. He's your obvious name as the replacement. And then again, Nate Gary, they like his potential. They drafted that guy in the fifth round last year and converted him from safety to linebacker for a reason. You still have Kamu Gruje Hill, who I've always been a big fan of, and I think in the practices I've seen him, you know, he's stood out in coverage to me. He's obviously more of a special teams guy, at least has been to this point in his career, but I wouldn't rule him out. That you assigned Leroy Reynolds last week. He's a Leroy, depth I'm guy. sorry, not Leroy. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, how different can he really be from Paul Warlow? Like, a ton? Probably not, yeah. Like, I think, you know, he's probably just in that kind of tier. Maybe he's le- where he's not as good, whatever. Um, so you have him. Uh, am I even missing? The Eagles signed Asante Brown as an undrafted free agent, so he's there. I think uh, Joe Walker is still around. Like, maybe they, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a bunch of guys. Are those guys awesome? Are they as good as Michael Kendricks? No, but when you look at the price and you're looking at you're a cap-strapped team. Right now, look ahead to next year, the Eagles' salary cap situation. They are in the hole, I think, by a a decent amount. So they're going to need money, and that's before they have to extend Carson Wentz and re-sign potentially Darby or whoever, whatever moves they make. So they needed to free up cap space really badly, and keeping a linebacker who is going to play at most like 50% of the snaps this season, it just wasn't realistic. So they, they, got rid of, they, they, they got rid of him. They have this cap space now. That was always going to happen. Yeah, and when we talk about luxuries and things, and I know people say, well, I mean, at least for depth purposes, like what are you going to do? I mean, let's be honest with ourselves here, guys. Uh, I, I would be more worried if they lost Nigel Bradham. You know, I mean, that's yeah. a serious blow. So when, when Jordan Hicks goes down, you can go, okay, cool. Um, we'll play a two-man set. Kendricks can still play, you know, uh, uh, on the will side of it, and Bradham can take that middle Sam role, which is what they do a lot of the time in nickel anyway, so that's why you're able to get away with a lot of that stuff. And I'm not even saying that Michael Kendricks played Brad. He played really good this year. Like, uh, yeah, he was uh, fine. To a point where it's almost it was a little unexpected. He played very well in the playoffs and certainly in the Super Bowl as well. Like there's, but but we all know who he is as well. I mean, you know, there is massive coverage liabilities. There's massive weaknesses in trying to play through contact. And although his his instincts have, are were always really great, it's just he never was able to put it together to be that kind of superstar guy. So if you're if you're turning around and going like, well, it, you you know, for another Super Bowl and you want to hold on to him, it's really going to come back down to the same things that got them there in the first place. You had Najee Good being able to handle some points until they got to that Vikings game and like, okay, we can't really do this. Ellerby was in there to play snaps and it was able to hold together. Now, and you can't bank on Jordan Hicks being healthy the entire year. But if he is, at least the majority of the time, and there's no like season-ending injury, and sure, he'll probably get dinged up and miss four games or something like that, and you hope it's not during the same playoff run. But if those two are there, it's a massive difference in even how Corey Nelson is going to play. It's the same thing. I don't even know if he gets to 50 snaps if they end up uh, you know, going that route. Again, injuries aside, 
You know, because, and it's the same thing, and it's so significantly cheaper. It's like $5 million cheaper uh, than it ends up being if, uh, if you have Michael Kendricks here. So there, there's reasons. I mean, we all said this, and we made fun of BLG, a lot of it, because it's Kendricks, and you, this has been ongoing since Chip Kelly, and they got that extension, which leads us to here anyway, which is pretty funny. But... Uh, you know, no one was really saying that at the time. They all thought it was a good contract. Kendricks was a good player, and it worked better in a three-four defense. But now, I mean, uh, you know, just like just like I was saying, it comes down to Jordan Hicks and, and Nigel Bradham. They're the two most important ones out of this mix. And honestly, after today, BLG, it still comes back to the guy that we're all thinking about and the guy that we continue to think about, Carson Wentz. You know, it, it, they, it covers up everything. So that's, that's another thing on top of all of this is being able to get out there and score more points, having that defensive line depth, all those different things to cover up the fact of those 30 35% where they're in base or 40% when they're in base and, you know, having, having Michael Kendricks out there. I, I certainly – do you think it's a mistake, though, BLG, in terms of how they were able to handle this? Like, we, we all understand the logic and the reason behind it, and certainly I don't think there's going to be a massive hole to be filled, though, but do you, do you think it's, it's bad that they couldn't get anything from Michael Kendricks? And I know that there's always two to tango here, but normally you would think, you know, Howie's really good at this. He's proven that he's really good at this. Uh, is, is that where they kind of failed here in not maybe even controlling the message uh, because, you know, he came out and said last January that he's, uh, he wanted to be traded anyway. So uh, did that kind of signify to the rest of the league, well, they have to cut him at some point because they just can't afford him and we're going to wait on this thing? Well, Johnny, I think now that the Eagles cut Michael Kendricks, I mean, they're just never going to win a Super Bowl. It's like never going to happen. <laughs> it's like, over. Well, I'm not that saying happen? that. Jeez, man, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I wanted to get that out <laughs> because I know some people are kind of like already reacting that way. But I know, like, look, I know the Eagles winning the Super Bowl doesn't mean every move they make from here on out will be right, but obviously they've built up some goodwill. So maybe, like, calm down a little bit if you're one of those people kind of really freaking out about this. I'm not saying you have to agree with every move, but just you know, put it in perspective. At least consider what we're saying. And another thing about Kendricks is I, I don't have the exact numbers up in front of me because, you know, I'm still on my way home here. Right. But the in the past four years, I believe, and he only has, like, one interception or, like, mm-hmm. no interceptions or, like, one forced fumble or zero. The point is, like, look at that. Like, that's he's not making this difference-making impact player that I think some people have that, like, in their mind that he is. And, again, I don't think he's a terrible player, but he has been at points in his career. He's been an Certainly. erratic player for sure. Some years have been awesome. 2014, 2015, he was terrible. So, and then 2016, they barely even played him. So he's been up and down his whole career. Um, the contract didn't make sense. The Eagles were in a spot where, yes, you wish you could have gotten some kind of value. But here's the thing on that. Like, don't you think if anyone could, Harry Roseman could? And if he couldn't, then it was clearly not so much like the Eagles just totally screwed it up as much as it was that he had this bad contract yeah. that no one really wanted to take on. And then you were kind of just stuck. I mean, maybe has have the Eagles officially confirmed confirmed this move yet john uh they have not it's just through i mean it's just through all the all the popular channels and then all the local beats confirmed it so outside chance here it could be like the alan barber situation last year where they they you know they leak out that they're going to cut him and then like the broncos come calling and they give the eagles a conditional seventh round pick maybe it's something like that where you get 
something minimal in the end for it. But if not, I mean, it's really not the end of the world. Is it great? Is it awesome? Is it weird that they did it on the same day they lost Paul Warlow? Yeah, but yeah. It's, it just doesn't move the needle. John, you were saying just not too long ago that Daniel Ellerby, and, and I was saying that Malcolm Jenkins were like taking snaps at linebackers yes. last year, and they still won the Super Bowl. So, right. like, how big of like a like a crisis could this really be? Yeah, it's it's not a big crisis at all. And just to uh, even exemplify, uh, uh, is it? Uh, well, sorry, I don't know. what I'm trying to say there. All I was trying to say is Mike uh, Jeff McLean actually texted Michael Kendricks, and he confirmed that he got released as well. And uh, okay. wasn't sure why, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there. I agree with you, and that's. And if people are taking it that way, uh, they shouldn't. But it's still uh, just an just an odd situation, and that's the, the to me that's the disappointing thing. Like I always wanted Michael Kendricks to work. You know, and and no matter sure. what it was, he was a second round pick. Yeah, man. I mean, he came out and re- like I re- I still remember that Baltimore game where we thought everything. Oh my God, that's the playmaker. And I can't. What was that? Two thousand and twelve, uh, twelve or something like that. Yeah, they, it was, played, oh. they played him in twelve and last year. Yeah, when did the when, whenever the Ravens won the Super Bowl because there was that trend of like yeah if they if, if they lose at home to the Eagles you win the Super Bowl which was really weird too but I remember that game and it was phenomenal and I'm going like there he is there's that well guy. that was a time too John that like the, but this was when Andy Reid just completely ignored the linebacker position yeah. for like a decade and they just had no one it's like oh my God we finally drafted one in the second round this is going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden, it just it just then disappeared. And and do you think that it's not all Kendricks' fault? No, I I honestly don't. I think going and shifting him from like four three three four will back to four three, and then bringing in coordinators yeah. that don't fix fit anything that he really does well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Like Billy Davis uh, uh, blitzed him a lot, and unfortunately, he we found out he's not great at it. You know, and uh, and that sucks. Yeah. And I don't know if that was because of the defensive lineman in front of him, and if they couldn't just you know let him screw through. So I I, I will say that I think this held up held up his career. I think he knows that too. He knows he's a better player than this. And and wherever he ends up landing, I hope he proves that because that would be great. I mean, even just for himself, just to say, yeah, I I am that Pro Bowl guy that you know flashed. In Philadelphia, and I'm, I'm putting it together now. The likelihood of that happening is 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 not not great, but I hope he can find you know somewhere that's that's a much better fit for him. And I, didn't it always just seem like Jim Schwartz is like, yeah, whatever, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know, that was oh, kind yeah. of part of this too. Is just like, yeah, whatever, he's fine. And I know people are going to get him on a hamstring stuff, and that's a part of this too. That. You know, as, tissue, yeah, for as, sure. as much as we'll we'll point out uh, Jordan Hicks and his injury history, and he'll be the first one to admit that. I mean, you know, unfortunately, Kendricks uh, couldn't couldn't stay healthy either. So it's just, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see where where he ends up and and see if we're right or wrong on this thing. But it's uh, and and we keep talking about this BLG and when why um, this even becomes more important. The Eagles also made some little moves even before OTAs where they they shuffled around their front office. So I'm uh, and I'm curious the next time that we're down there if we can ever get an answer on it. But um, I, I don't. Doubt it, it. It, it is different, but they have three college directors in some sort: a senior director, 
the regular director and an assistant director. So that that's all of and that. And then the, the assistant ca- to the director. <laughs> Which is Dwight Schrute, obviously. Yeah. And um, – it's interesting to me where they are putting their resources. You already explained the cap reasons why, but that major shift now is too is to go find whatever kind of Jim Schwartz type of will linebacker would work a lot better. And maybe it's just more Nate Gary types where there's safeties that are are linebackers. But this all sets up towards that. I mean, they're pouring their resources into that 2019 draft. We know it's important. They know it's important. What do you make of those those subtle uh, front office moves? Honestly, John, not a ton. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's just that it's that time of year where uh, you're going to have those changes in the scouting department. It usually happens a little bit closer to after the draft, but. It happens usually at some point after the draft. They make some changes. Obviously, we saw Mike Bradway move on to the Chiefs. And now Trey Brown is gone from the Eagles as well. So they've, mm-hmm. they've really made a couple of interesting little changes there. You know, I don't think it changes uh, much in the, the macro just because, you know, you still have Howie and, and Joe in place. And then, obviously, Andy Wydell got that promotion as well, which only serves to strengthen his power. So, I don't think it changed a, a lot. I mean, I think it's an interesting point for sure that, you know, they they have this huge opportunity next year ahead of them where, um, you know, this year they only had five picks. And Harry Roseman, even though the Eagles won the Super Bowl, you can bet your ass that he hated only having five picks because Harry loves his draft picks. I mean, the, the scouts put so much work into this that having only five picks is really kind of just depressing, honestly, for all that hard work. Next and year, uh, BLG, I hate to break it in right now, but the Eagles have now oh. made it official. So they, they are okay. saying that so they are releasing official. Michael Kendricks, and it's just something that I remembered right now, too, in uh, Doug's presser. And if you there haven't heard, heard uh, Doug's presser, uh, we have that in the feed right now, so you can go check out that. And Carson Wentz spoke, which was a little bit of a surprise today. And maybe that's the mystery behind that, huh? Hey, we'll give you Carson Wentz to ease the blow of this Michael Kendrick thing. Also, just want to point out, me and James were at dinner last night uh, with BLG and L.L. Pavorsky and Steven. Uh, I said something was up because the OTA schedule came out really late, and uh, I just want to say that I was right. So, Johnny, uh, <laughs> the how? All right, first of all, how? It was the same. It's the practice started at the same time as last year, though. So, yeah. like, I don't understand. All right, whatever. I'm just fine. He couldn't even <laughs> let me have the moment. But yeah, no, BLG was clearly more right. Uh, but uh, Doug was asked about Corey Graham today, and I think this definitely allows him to to come back. Because by my, I think now that it, there's two roster spots that are open because of this. So uh, at like least a, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, well they, yeah, they put him on IR. Yeah, but I guess they haven't. Have they officially put him on IR yet? I no, guess. no, no, no. See the not thing yet. when you put someone on IR in the the off season, someone can claim him. So I don't know if they want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I think Corey Graham, Graham makes a lot of sense for all the reasons yeah. that we talked about. So um, I will uh, I will see uh, see what's happening uh, as uh, as we go along here on on the Twitter. So uh, oh, <laughs> non Eagles breaking news, but uh, congratulations to all of the Penn State fans that may or may not have held on to Christian Hackenberg. He just got traded to the Raiders uh, for a seventh round pick. So the Jets, <laughs> so the Jets finally got rid of that, but. Um, I'm sure I that love the Raiders, man. Yeah, I do too. We will. Uh, this was just more reactionary thing. We really enjoyed OTAs today. Uh, Brandon's on the road and he's got a lot of things to write. So we just wanted to get this out there as a court, uh, quick little short pod. We had a lot of great um, uh, sound bites 
from a lot of players, including Lane Johnson and uh, Brandon Brooks, Corey Clement, uh, some of the new guys came in there, uh, Philly Goddard, uh, and and overall. But uh, just just so everybody knows, what was your biggest takeaway here, uh, BLG? And then we'll get more in depth on the main pod. Oh, I mean, it was clearly Carson Wentz. Just Carson yeah. being healthy, at least you know, as healthy enough to to be in individual drills. Obviously, not team drills yet, but just I. John, I said to you in the car, I'm like, come on, man. There's no way that guy is not playing in week one. I firmly yeah. believe that. And to kind of just put a bow on the Kendricks thing, uh, no matter how anyone feels about him or how it ended or whatever, he did help bring a, uh, a, the first Super Bowl. You know, he played a part, essentially, is what I'm trying Absolutely. to say. In bringing, he's a Super Bowl champion. So we salute you, sir, and best wishes elsewhere. Absolutely. And that's... Um uh, obviously, the biggest takeaway is, is Carson for me as well. But man, that Sydney fucking Jones, boys and girls, you are going to love that man. And I can't say enough about him. That and Josh Sweat is very, very fast. We'll tell you all why we think all those things on th- episode 316. Uh, we'll probably record that sometime tomorrow. It's fun, it's exciting. Uh, the energy also at OTAs today, you can definitely tell that, you know, the chip on the shoulder thing, a lot of guys being on IR, the Pro Bowl team that was injured, they are extremely hungry, extremely vocal. And so far, with the unfortunate news of Paul, uh, of Paul going down, um, uh, that's the only thing that sucks about OTAs. But as a whole, these guys are ready to bang and they're ready to go. And uh, phrasing, but also it's true. They're just they're just they're ready to rock and roll, and and that is uh, that is that is quite exciting. So thanks to uh, Mr. BLG Brandon League out and check out bleedinggreennation.com for all the updated articles. Benjamin Solak helping us out uh, as in transition here as well. So the Kiss and Solak show will definitely have a lot to say about this and more. For Brandon League out and I'm John Barcher. This is BGN Radio right here on bleedinggreennation.com and bgnradio.com. We'll see you guys. Here.